James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. New International Version Where do you turn when unwanted circumstances leave you wondering how to cope? The Apostle James, no stranger to adversity and stressful situations, likened our position in hard situations as faith being on the witness stand, put to the test. Faith is being examined and cross-examined. And it must stand the test. Our attitude toward such trials, in all their varied forms, determines whether we will become upset, hard-hearted, and calloused, or, come through having our faith confirmed with newfound peace and joy. James wrote to Jewish Christians who felt like fish out of water. They were part of the dispersion of believers from Jerusalem in the persecution against Stephen and the church, Acts 7. The dispersed believers were refugees, poor, in a foreign country, just trying to carve out an existence and live for Jesus the best they could under a lot of adversity. James exhorted the Christians to view their situation as an opportunity for their faith in Christ to develop and grow. Rejoice in the midst of trials. Consider the adverse circumstances as joy. Are you smoking something? We might wonder. Telling someone to consider their tough situation as pure joy is a really hard pill to swallow. I'm not sure what the believers were thinking when they first heard this from James, but they might have thought the guy was crazy. These were people experiencing a lot of hard things. To tell hungry families with scant resources, wondering where their next meal is coming from, that they ought to consider their situation as pure joy may seem strange, even downright calloused. James, however, was looking to fortify the believer's faith. Whenever we get a cut or a laceration, the first thing needed is to apply peroxide to the wound so there will be no infection from the injury. It might seem insensitive because peroxide applied to an open wound, frankly, hurts like hell. Yet it must happen. It's a necessary part of healing. The Apostle cared enough about the people to tell them what they needed to hear, up front. Without a positive, godly, and wise perspective on their difficult situation, they would not make it. Infection would set in and destroy the fledgling church. Suffering, in the form of spiritual peroxide, is necessary. To merely say what itching ears want to hear helps no one. Suffering is a significant part of the Christian life. God never promised that life would be or should be all cupcakes and unicorns. In fact, Christ promised just the opposite, that everyone who wants to live for Jesus in this present broken world will have a hard time of it. It's not a matter if you will face the testing of your faith, but of whenever you face trials. The good news is that adversity can become our teacher. We can learn patient endurance, which is necessary to the development of our faith. Spiritual growth only matures through the testing of faith through adversity. Faith is not a neutral or static thing. Faith is active and dynamic. It's always either developing or degenerating. Without spiritual peroxide, faith degenerates and becomes rancid. Eventually, gangrene sets in, and an amputation will happen. To avoid this, we need to learn how to experience joy in the middle of hard things. It seems to me a great tragedy, for many Christians and faith communities, is that we can live a trivial, blasé, and superficial existence as believers in Jesus, and get away with it. Because we have the ability to be independent, self-sufficient, and hold our own, we don't really need anybody, including God. We say we need God, 
than turn around and live our lives as if no divine being existed, at all. Too many folks are doing everything but exercising spiritual disciplines that would put them in touch with Jesus. To try and keep from getting hurt, church becomes optional, reading and reflecting on scripture becomes our daily crumb instead of our daily bread, prayer becomes a Hail Mary, only for times of desperation, and not as a means of connecting with Jesus, giving and serving becomes ancillary, done only if there is any discretionary time and money left over. The Christian life was not meant to be easy. It requires blood, sweat, and tears. Faith is challenging, and often hard. Yet, even within the pain, faith is incredibly invigorating and joyful. Do not avoid trials. We need perseverance. If we always bail out when things get hard, we will be immature. Only through endurance does the maturation process occur. Let your hard situation do its necessary work. Immature people avoid hard things and instead put their energy into keeping up appearances. Conversely, the mature person spends energy standing the test and trial of faith. They understand that there must be pressure for spiritual maturity to occur. Oyster pearls are valuable and expensive. They result from years of irritation. Natural pearls form when an irritant, usually a parasite, works its way into an oyster. As a defense mechanism, a fluid is used to coat the irritant. Layer upon layer of this coating is deposited until a beautiful pearl is formed. God is looking to do something beautiful in our lives. So, if we constantly run away and do not deal with our hard situations, there will never be a pearl. It takes about 10 years for a pearl to form in an oyster in the ocean. Observing an oyster every day, you never notice any movement is happening. You only see the irritation. In the Christian life, the consistent daily choices over a long period of time, perseverance, form the eventual beauty. No one needs to go looking for trials. And, I might add, you don't need to take upon yourself being someone else's trial. There's no such thing in the New Testament of anyone having the spiritual gift of irritation. The trials come from God, not people. Therefore, we are to let our faith develop and grow through the testing. Yet, what if I am in the middle of something so hard that I just cannot see God's perspective on it? What if there is seemingly nothing redemptive from this adversity? Pray for wisdom in the trials. Ask God for wisdom to see the situation from a different angle, of its positive good, and for what God is accomplishing in and through it. The truth is, God is developing within people a strong vibrant faith, if we allow it. Growing up on the farm, we had apple trees on the property. My dad had a shop in the garage with a big vice on the workbench. Vices and little boys were made for each other. My brother and I used to find all kinds of things to put in that vice and squeeze them until they broke, split, or exploded. Putting fresh apples in the vice was one of our favorites. The best were the strong juicy ones because we could get them to splatter everywhere. We hated the wormy apples. They were rotten inside and collapsed with only little pressure. God will, at times, put us in the divine vice, not because the Lord is mean or delights in our pain. God places us in situations of extreme pressure for fresh prayers to explode out of us to heaven. If we are walking with God, we will be strong and juicy. However, if we have neglected God, then just a smidge of pressure will create a collapsing wormy mess. With no meaningful prayers, there is no meaningful wisdom for our circumstances. Believe God is good no matter the trial. God is not mean, but generous. The Lord gives with no questions asked, and without giving us a hard time about our situation. Yet, there is a condition. We must believe, that God is good, answers prayer, and gives wisdom. Doubting God's generosity and benevolence is a demonstration of a weak wormy faith. We may doubt a lot of things. Yet we are always to be secure in the knowledge that God has our best interests at heart. This is why there can be joy and perseverance, 
even when everything around us is going to hell. Grant, O God, that we may never lose our way through stubborn self-will and never abandon the struggle but endure to the end. Help us never to choose the cheap way of avoiding or circumventing our trials but embrace the Via Dolorosa. May we never forget that sweat is the price of all things, and that without the cross, there cannot be the crown. Amen.